So today we are starting a new sermon series. And the new sermon series is knowing and accessing your covenant rights in Christ. So if you are watching us on Facebook or if you're here in the building um, and you're part of our our, um, Open Altar Worship Center presentation group, you are able to click on a link and it will give you the notes, give you every slide that we're showing here in the building. You will be able to follow along with us. Um, That's just one of the technologies that we have. And so I encourage you, I encourage you. Um, but knowing and accessing your covenant rights, your covenant rights. Now, this may be a little unfair, but I am going to, um, this is, this first part is participatory. So, uh, if you're watching us, uh, online, uh, the questions that I ask, put your answer in the chat, but I'm going to ask those of you who are here in the building with me, we're going to get a mic, Pastor Robert. Um, and and uh, I want to ask them some questions. I want to ask y'all some questions. Okay. Now, when we, when we look at covenant rights, when we look at rights, what do, what do you think of when you think of rights? Come on, y'all. What do you think of when you think of rights? Rights, rights, like rights, what rights, you have a right, what you're entitled to. And it's like, what, what's, what, what's one of the rights that you think that you have, that you're entitled to, Sister Dorothy? What do you think you're entitled to? to what'd you say, Sister Thelma? God's blessings, you got a right to God's blessings? I'm going to tell you what I got a right to. I got a right for nobody to come in my house and break into it when I'm not there. That's my right. <laughs> I got a right if I'm going to speed limit. I got a right not to get a ticket. So I, I get the God's blessings. But naturally, what are some of the rights that you think that you have? Y'all don't have no rights? I tell you what, I could list a lot of mine. I mean, I'm being honest. See, and I'm asking these questions to get us to think. Think about it. Where do we live at? We live in the, in, in the United States, right? And so as part of being in the United States, there is what you call the Constitution of the United States. Amen? And then there you go, uh, uh, Ray. We have what? The Bill of Rights. What does the Bill of Rights do, Ray? Citizen rights. So in other words, you have certain rights as a citizen, as being a part and being an American citizen, as being born in the United States and as being a part of the United States. You have certain rights as a citizen, as being a part of the United States. Through the Bill of Rights, the Bill of Rights lists your, your liberties that you have, the freedom that you have. And nobody can cross that freedom. The only thing that you can do is to what? Is you can break that right. You can, you can, um, uh, uh, you can violate that right. 
Nobody can violate it for you. You violate it. And when I say violate, nobody can violate it. For instance, like I said, you have a right to bear arms. If you into bearing arms, that's one of the rights that we have. We have the right to freedom of speech. Nobody can tell you to shut up. They might tell you, but they don't have a right to tell you. Freedom, I have a right to get up here and preach the gospel. Because why? We, are doing, we don't live in a country where they, they censor the gospel. We have a right to come and to hear the word of God. We have a right to watch whatever we want to ro- watch on TV. Amen? So those are rights that we have. So we, 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 we look at the rights that we have in the natural sense, meaning through the Bill of Constitution, because we are what? We are a citizen of the United States. But let me share something with you. When you became a believer, you became a citizen of the kingdom of God. And because you became a citizen of the kingdom of God, there are certain rights and privileges that you are entitled to. So I ask you, and I want this to be participatory again. What are some of the rights that you think that you have, Sister Dorothy, as a citizen of the kingdom of God? Go ahead, Ray. To go. To go before the Father. He has a right to go Before the father. Nobody can block him because he is what? He is a citizen of the kingdom of God. Anybody else? What what, what you feel like one of your rights is as a citizen of the kingdom? To blessings? To, to, To what now? To receive any blessings that are due you. You have a right to receive what the father has for you. Because why? Because you are a citizen of the kingdom of God. How did you become a citizen of the kingdom of God? You became a citizen of the kingdom of God, Paul, when you gave your life to Christ. When you said, you know, look, I believe that that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. That was the prerequisite to you becoming a citizen of this kingdom. And so when we think of a kingdom, now think about how big the United States is. Big as the United States is, you cannot even fathom the amount of stuff that you can get in the city in the United States. Am I right? It is so much stuff. I didn't know that was there. I didn't know the most precious jewels, the most precious things can be received right here in the United States. Because And we have access to it because why? We don't have to travel overseas. We don't have to go to another country to get it. We may have to travel a little ways here in the United States to get it. But it is right here as, as, as part of the United States, as, as this area, we are citizens and we can access it. And so the, the kingdom of God is so full of resources. The kingdom of God is so full full of things and benefits and just everything that we could ever imagine. And we have a right to it. But what I want to tell you on today, do you know what you have a right to? 
Do you know your rights according to the kingdom? Do you know them? And I would just venture to say, I know some of them, but I don't know all of them. And if you have a right to it, why do you feel like that you have a right to it? Just why? Why? Born into the kingdom, that's one. But being born into the kingdom, it gives you access and it gives you, it gives you right. But it doesn't mean you know how to access what, what is yours. You can be a part, you can be, you, and I, I liken this to somebody could deposit a million dollars in your bank, but if you don't have access to it, if you don't have the account number, if you don't have an ATM card, if you don't have a check, guess what? That money is sitting there. It may be yours, but you just don't have the means to access it. And there are things in the kingdom that God wants us to have. There are things in the kingdom that is waiting for us, but we are not accessing them. We are not accessing accessing them. So I say that everything that's in the kingdom, we have a right. We have a right to. Now, I talked about a covenant, a covenant agreement, a covenant. Uh, uh, And the the title of this message is knowing and accessing your covenant rights. A covenant is an agreement between two parties. It's an agreement between two parties. And in the Old Testament, there uh, had to be a shedding of blood. You remember they would take and uh, 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 make a sacrifice on the altar to seal the covenant. Well, we don't have to do any of that anymore because Jesus came and he sealed the covenant through his blood. He sealed the covenant through his blood. So there is no more shedding of blood to uh, uh, ratify this covenant. You oftentimes we talk about a contract. A contract is, is, a, is an agreement between two parties. And then when you sign that contract, when both parties sign that contract, it, that contract then becomes what? Ratified. Means that it's in effect. So when you gave your life to Christ, when, when, when Jesus died on the cross, when you gave your life to Christ, that contract between you and God had been ratified. Am I right about it? Had been ratified. So I go back to, do you know your rights? Do you know your rights? <laughs> I see heads shaking. Think about it. When someone wrongs you, are you willing to stand up and fight for what you know is right? Naturally, we know you're not going to call off and slap me because you don't have a right to. But what I'm going to do, if you slap me, I'm going to slap you back. Because you hauled off and instigated that. I have a right to my personal space. Y'all been there before. Uh, uh, Give me some space. You have a right to your personal space. And when somebody invades that that, or or, 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 uh, infringes on that right that you have in the natural realm, what do you do? You you, uh, no, 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 no. You're not going to do. I don't have a right to go in your your checking account, Miss Esther. That's your money. That's your, I don't have a right. And if I do, that's considered stealing. I don't have a right. 
And I say this because of the simple fact you have rights and the enemy is taking you and stealing your rights and we are doing nothing about it. We're standing by allowing him to violate the rights that we have to get us out of the rights in the spiritual realm. We don't fight. We don't put up resistance. He comes and we say, here you go. Take it all. Bible says that the enemy comes to steal, to kill and destroy. He is stealing from us because we fail to stand up and receive and to access what's rightfully ours as the children of God. The Bible says that uh, over in Romans uh, 8 and 16, um, uh, 8, 16 and 17, it says his spirit joins with our spirit and has made us heirs. We are heirs, heirs. We are joint heirs. We are heirs. What is an heir? An heir means that our father is God. Some people say daddy. When I really want to get personal, I say daddy. I say, Daddy, Abba, Father, Daddy, look, it's yours. I'm your child. I'm an heir of everything. Man, think about it. It Just get in your mind how big and how vast. Uh, the, the, The Bible says that the streets are paved with gold. There's jewels and gems and trees of healing that are up in heaven. Think about it. All of that is there. But the thing is, is that we're thinking about it up there when God says that you can be able to access it right down here. We don't have to wait till we close our eyes for the last time to access what's up there. God said that you can access it right here. Right here. So today, all I wanted to do is talk to you about some of the rights and privileges. And this is not an exhaustive list. This is just some that, that I, 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 the Lord laid on my heart and I decided to just share. But there are many, many, many more. That Bible, the Bible contains all of the rights and privileges that we have. It's not obsolete. The Bible still works. The word of God still works. So number one, the first right that we have is a right to eternal life. I heard somebody say we have a right to eternal life. And let's read John 8. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. John 10, 27 and 28. It says my own sheep will hear my voice. So in other words, we hear him. We hear him because we are now in relationship with God. We are his children. He talks to us. We have the ability to hear God's voice. And then not only does, are we, do we have the ability to hear his voice, it says, and I know each one. He knows every one of his children. And you're like, man, how in the world can God do that? Because he's God. He can know you and know your voice. He can know you and know your voice. And I think of it as the fact that there could be 20 babies crying in a room. 20 babies crying in a room, but I guarantee you a mother will know the cry of her own baby. So God knows each one of us, knows us inside and out. We have the ability to hear his voice. Not only that, but and then it says after we hear him, 
then we follow him. That's a prerequisite. We follow him. And then look at this. Once we hear his voice, then we follow him. He gives us the gift of eternal life. He gives it to us. That's our right. Nobody can take it back. And they will never be lost. And no one, look, no one has the power to snatch eternal life out of your hand. No one. So you have a right to eternal life. If the devil wants to tell you, look, you messed up and you going to hell, you say the devil is a lie. No, 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 no. You cannot snatch it out of my hand. I got eternal life. I have eternal life. And, and, and after my mother passed, I'm going to be honest, I had been saved for so long. And, and, and eternal life was so complicated. And, and when my mom passed, I was like, you know, wow, is she walking in eternal life? And my pastor, our pastor's pastor, Lou, had to break that thing down because church had made it so complicated. I'm being honest. Y'all ever, eternal life was made complicated because it was built on you do this, you can't do this, you do this, you can't do this, you do this, you can't do that. And so, you know, if you mess it up, oh, well, then I don't have eternal life. No, 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 no. We have eternal life. You give your life to Christ, you have eternal life. That's your right. That's your privilege. Am I right? You got to believe that thing. Nobody can snatch it. Snatch you out of his hand. Nobody. Suppose I came and snatched somebody up out of the chair. I don't have a right to come and snatch you out of the chair that you sit in. You would look at me like I'm crazy. So why when the enemy tries to tell you that, that, yeah, you gave your life to Christ, but you sinning and you ain't gave up this and you ain't gave up drinking and you still doing this and you still doing that. You ain't say, oh, yes, I am. He's trying to snatch you out of where God has already placed you. Number two, a right to be free. You have a right as a, as a citizen of the kingdom of God. You have a right to be free. Let's look at John 8 and 36. The, the Bible says that who the son is set free is what? Free indeed. We talked about our response. Look, he has rescued you. He's freed you from anything that you could ever deal with. He's freed you from confusion of the mind. He's freed you from emotional uh, distress. He's freed you from depression. He's freed you from anxiety. He's freed you from the spirit of lack. He's freed you. But you have to understand, this is my right. I'm free from that. My, I, I saw my, my, my uh, father on yesterday, stepfather. And, you know, and, and, and we're still dealing with grief. And he said, you know, Wendy, he said, what did Jesus, um, he said, uh, 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 no, he said, peace be still. Uh, the thing is, and that's what you have to speak to yourself sometimes. When the enemy tries to come to you with turmoil, you have to say, peace be still. And he who the son is set free is free indeed. So I'm not going to be walking around confused. I'm not going to be because I have the right to say, peace be still, because I'm free from that over there. You can't draw me up out of this boat. You can't draw me up out of this place of safety. You can't draw me into the turbulent waters. Peace be still. I'm free. I don't have to pick up that pack of cigarettes anymore. I don't have to pick up that drink anymore. I'm free. I'm free. God has set me free. 
Even though I still have the, uh, 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 the taste, even though I still have the habit, some of it, it ain't even there. Some of it is just bad habits, period. And it ain't got to be smoking. I don't smoke. I don't drink. But you, you, you think negative thoughts in your mind about people. You have a negative spirit about yourself. You sharp with people. You nasty with people. That, that ain't right. You need to be freed from that. Ask the Holy Spirit to free your tongue. And give you a tongue that allows you to speak in love. Or this is just the way I am. Well, guess what? God wants to deliver you from the way you are. (laughs) Y'all getting anything? Oh, my God. Number three. I I got ten, so I got to hurry. Number three. Number three. Number three. We have the right to do the same works that Jesus did. John 14 and 12. Listen to this. He says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do what? Do the same works uh, 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 I have done. Not only will you do the same works, but you're going to do even greater works. Because I'm going to be with the Father. You have, through the operation of the Holy Spirit, you have the ability to do every work that you saw Jesus do, but even at a greater level. Because he went to be with the Father. He sent his Holy Spirit. His Holy Spirit now empowers us to do the greater works. So are you living beneath your level? You, you, you operating beneath? Think about this. You have the ability to, let's just say, work at a higher level on your secular job. But you're just giving them mediocre. Your supervisor comes to you and tells you, no, 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 no. You have a greater capacity in you. You ever had somebody to tell you, look, you know, you ain't working to your full potential. I know you, I know you can do better than this. And sometimes... God doesn't come to us and say that. But sometimes God knows we know he know we can do better. <laughs> we can do better. We can do better than what we're doing. He's a loving father. Let me go back to and I missed the point on eternal life. Eternal life. You know, I want you to understand that God wants you to have a quality of life right here. Here on earth. As it is in heaven, thy will be done. As it is in heaven, be done here on earth. So in other words, God wants us with the eternal life. We, we, we don't have to wait till we get to heaven to enjoy the pleasures. We don't, the quality of life that God has. We can, the, the quality of life that's going on in heaven right now, we are capable of enjoying it right here on earth. We are capable. God, the same uh, 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 heavenly home, the same equality. We have the ability to be able to access it and walk in it right here on earth. But we don't. We don't. As a church sometimes, and I'm talking about as a church, the body. You know, how can we, we're always, I'm just getting along. You know, oh, I'm just making it. No, you ain't just making it, you got it. So how is that drawing people to God when they see you only make, I don't want to be a part of that, I'm making, I'm over here. 
You know, I'm doing great thing and I didn't come over here and this is how, you know, I got to live for God. No, we got to rise up and be the priest and the kings and the priests that God has created us to be. Man, y'all, y'all understand what I'm saying? Start walking in our, 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 our rights. Start walking in our authority. Start walking of who our daddy is. Man, I I, got to drill this in you. We got to walk how our daddy is. If your daddy was Rockefeller, if your daddy was a a, a $6 billion father, would you be walking around looking like you ain't got nothing? No, because you could go to your daddy and your daddy would say, come on over here. Let me put some clothes. You'll be clean as a tack. That's the way we have to be. So we have the right to do the same works that Jesus did. Number four, we have a right to be healed. Isaiah 53 and 5 says that what? It says that by his, he was pierced for our rebellion, for our transgression, some uh, uh, trans, he was crushed for our sins. He went through all of this. In a couple of weeks, we're going to be uh, celebrating Resurrection Sunday. Jesus, he gave his life. He did all of that so that he was beaten. And it was, I, I read something that was talking about he went through the five um, uh, uh, things that abide body can go through when it is when it when it is death five things physically he was whipped so what so we could be healed so why are you walking around sick why why we why are we walking around sick if it if the word says that healing is our and the bible says that healing is the what the children's bread we're children right so healing is ours That's our right. So we can tell the enemy, look, I may not be feeling well, but this sickness is not mine. Don't claim the sickness. I got, and I'm guilty of it. I said it the other day to somebody that I was talking to. No, it's not mine. So when you say that I got this, this, my, this, my, that, you now have taken ownership to something God said was not yours in the beginning. So stop taking ownership of things. My high blood pressure. Really? I don't know. It's not mine. Satan, it's from the pit of hell. And it's going right back to you. I speak to you, Miss Esther. What's going on in your body is not yours. It's from the pit of hell. And you need to, you need to curse it at the root and say, look, you're going back to the pit of hell. This, this ain't from my daddy. I'm being honest. Number um number six. No, 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 no. Number four. Number four, we have a and five. We have a right to prosper. Let's look at uh second Corinthians nine and eight. And I'm almost done. And it says that God will do what? God will generously provide what? All that you or some of what you need. God will provide just a little bit of what you need. Come on, you talk. Talk to me. How, what's he gonna provide? He's going to provide what? He's going I got to hear this when he's going to do what? Man, y'all ain't saying it like y'all mean it. He's going to provide all that I need. I forget y'all. I'm going to make it personal. He's going to provide all that I need. 
all that I need. I'm being selfish. Everything I need, I don't care who's watching me. I don't care who's in the building, but he's going to supply everything I need. Call me selfish if you want to. It belongs to me. So you, I'm implying, is talking to me. Amen? But then not only that, it says that he's going to provide it. But then he says, go back to that scripture. It says, then you will always have what? Everything you need. So he's going to provide it. And so when he provides it, it means that you have it. Right? And you're going to have always. Uh, that, uh, you, sometimes you're going to have everything you need. That word, listen, dig into these words. Just don't read over it. He says you will always have everything you need. Always. And then not only that, you're going to have so much, it says, and plenty left over to share with others. So when we understand, listen to this, when we understand that God is the source and the provider of everything that we need, we understand that we will, wa- we will not walk around and lack, but we will always have everything that we need. And not only that, not the, the needs are going to be met, but God is going to pour out to us even more so that we will have plenty left over to share that's all right that's all right come on y'all ha i'm feeling this thing today jesus number number six number six i got uh four more we have a right to live without fear. Romans 8 and 15. Romans 8 and 15 says, so you have not received what? The spirit of fearful slaves. You're not a slave. You're not a slave, so you don't have to fear. It says, instead, you receive God's spirit when he adopted you as his, what? As his own children. And so now we can call him Abba Father. You know how it is when we were growing up. Uh, 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 it could have been Big Brother if we didn't have a, a father figure in our life. Or it could have been Mama. Somebody out there on the playground, and I'll never forget it. Out on the playground, going to beat us up. Gonna, and somebody come back, oh, no, you're not going to beat them up. We didn't have a fear. We talking smack. We up there talking. But we didn't know that Mama was standing there behind us. And they were like, you know, they were listening to us. Because of the mere fact they saw mama back there. And I never forget it. I was outside playing marbles. I was a love, I love, I was a tomboy growing up. And I love playing marbles. And I never forget it. Somebody wanted to fight me over my marbles. So I'm sitting there, man, getting ready to, to I'm like, okay, I, I'm not a fighter, but I'm going to fight if I have to. I'm going to scrap this one down. I'm going I'm to I'm 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 make, make come away bruised. And next thing I know, my mom was looking out the kitchen window. And here she comes running. You better not hit my daughter. I tell you what, you hit her if you want to. I was fearful, but I knew I had mama behind me. We have a right not to walk in fear. So stop walking in fear. Don't let the enemy put the spirit of fear on you. Number seven, we have a right to use the name of Jesus. A right to use the name of Jesus. Philippians 2, uh, 9 and 11 says, uh, Therefore God elevated him to the place. He's talking about Jesus. To the highest place, uh, 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 place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names. Whose name is above all other, other names? Come on. Whose name is above all other names? Jesus. And then it says what? That at the name of Jesus, 
every knee should bow in heaven and where at? Where at, y'all? So that means that we, who's here on earth? We are here on earth. So that means because we are here on earth, we have the ability to use the name of Jesus in situations when the enemy is harassing us. We have a right to use the name of Jesus here on earth. And it says that when we use that name, what's going to happen? That every knee is going to bow. Our situation has to bow. Sickness has to bow. Everything, addiction has to bow. Everything that we say in the name of Jesus, I bind you. I curse you. In the name of Jesus, you must flee. We have to know how to write the name of Jesus on these checks we're using. Don't go do it in in a natural sense. But in the spiritual realm, the name of Jesus is powerful. You can cash that check in the spiritual realm. When you use his name. Let's look at uh, uh, number eight. This is the one I really like. We have a right to always be victorious. Stop thinking, we, oh, I'm defeated. No, we have a right to be victorious. Let's look at some scripture, uh, scripture to back this up. Scripture to back this up says, but thank who? Thank God. We're children of God. Remember, he has made us his captives and continue to lead us. God has made us his captives. We are children of God and he continues to lead us along in Christ's triumphal procession. And now he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume. But what I want what I want you to understand is that when Paul wrote this, Paul Uh, He was not defeated. Paul wasn't defeated. And I want you to understand that no matter what you're going through, that you are not defeated. But guess who is leading the procession? Y'all ever y'all ever been in a parade and you seen at the beginning, there's someone, the grand parade master is the one that's going to be leading out in the parade. He is the one that's leading this parade of victory for you. It, it says it right there in Christ's triumphal procession. That, tri, that word triumph means a celebration of a great victor, uh, victory or achievement. So Christ is leading the, the, the procession of your victory. Christ is leading the, the, uh, 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 the great celebration. He's already celebrating your victory. All you have to do is see that I'm walking in victory. You have a right to always be victorious. Why? Because we're the children of God. Who are we citizens of? The kingdom. There you go. We're citizens of the kingdom, but we live it here right on earth. But we can access what's in the kingdom right here. Number nine, we have a right to a satisfying life here on earth. I want to kind of pause here for a moment. Let's read John 10 and 10. This is the Passion Translation. I really like the way this said. He says, a thief has only one thing in mind. What does he have in mind? He wants to steal. He wants to slaughter. When you think of slaughter, what do you think of? Just cutting open, killing, blood everywhere. Not only does he want to slaughter you, he wants to utterly destroy you. But Jesus said, I have come to give you 
everything in abundance. So if we are uh, uh, Jesus's, uh, 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 if he's our big brother, the father, God is our father. We have access. And then one of our rights is uh, 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 that we have the ability to live in abundance. He's going to give us everything, not just a little bit, but everything in abundance and more than you can ever expect. That's what the word says. Look at this. And then look, look what it says. Life in its fullness. Are you living life in its fullness? I'm just, I'm, I don't want, y'all, y'all understand. I'm just saying these things. I want you to get to thinking. Let's start, the, let's start walking. Let's get in our mindset. Let's break some of these mindsets that, that the enemy over time has caused us just to come and accept. You don't have to accept that way of life anymore. You can walk around with your head held up as a child of God, even though you may not see it manifested. But the part about it, and I said this, you have to live this life from the inside out instead of the outside in. And see, a lot of us are out here trying to make things happen for ourselves. A lot of things, well, I got to grind. I got to do this. I got to get this. I got to do that. But if you would just understand that, you know what? You don't have to fight. You don't have to strive. You don't have to wear yourself out with any of it. All you have to understand is what your right is, rights are as a child of God. And understand that God, you said, everything will come to me in abundance more than I ever could expect. Life in its fullness. I'm going to live life in the overflow. Anybody want to live life in the overflow? Come on, let's just say living life in the overflow. Living life in the overflow. I don't believe that. And the thing about it, living life in the overflow does not mean that we are going to be dog tired trying to live this life. Because if you have overflow, you're going to be too tired to enjoy it. You're going to be burnt out trying to enjoy it. You're going to be stuck in the hospital trying to enjoy it. But God is going to give you overflow and you're going to be able to enjoy it. Jesus. Number 10, last one. Number 10, last one. I know I've been yelling this morning. I'm just excited. I want y'all to to really understand what your rights are. And these are just some of them. We have a right to walk in power and authority. Luke 9 and 1 says that one day Jesus called them together, his 12 disciples, and gave them power and authority to cast out all demons and to heal all diseases. You got that power. God gave it to the disciples, but he also gives it to us through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He gives us the power and authority. You have what? Come on, y'all. You have what? And you have what? You have what? And you have what? You have what? And you have what? So next time something comes up against you, what are you going to say? There you go. Something come up against you this week. You're going to say, I have power and I have authority and I don't have to deal with this. So I need to find out which one of my rights. You know what I'm saying? When you when you know your rights, you stay. You got that power. See, the, 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 the authority comes based upon his word. You can stand on his word. His word is the authority. And you can operate under the authority and the power because you know the word. Find out what word suits your situation and then you begin to stand on that word. That's your gun. 
That's your bullets. Load it up. Who wants a gun? And you click it and ain't nothing happening. Somebody coming at you with a knife. Load your gun up, y'all. Let's load it up and it's going to come through the word of God. So, as I close, God desires that we access and live like everything in the kingdom is ours. We got to live it. But we have been living beneath our means. We've been living beneath our means.